All right, welcome back to episode two of the Saran Wrap Podcast. I'm here with my buddy, Ryan Smith. What's going on, guys? Um, I've known Ryan since freshman year of college, so we go back quite some time now. Uh, I'm just going to let Ryan introduce himself, kind of explain who he is, how he met, kind of uh, our background at Rutgers. We'll touch on that. So, Ryan, without further ado. Yeah, sure. So, Jason and I first met freshman year, uh, third floor in Lippincott Hall. Yeah. Holy shit, man! I can't believe we're <laughs> I can't believe we're back at Rutgers. Um, it all started there, man. I remember uh, you were on the opposite side of the hallway, yeah. always doing crazy shit. I was more <laughs> of the I was more of the conserved kid playing yeah. video games. Like, didn't really find my niche yet. And uh, I remember hearing a lot about you, man. Like, I remember. Uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? You just That's like good. you were from Kate and, and Jen and them. Like, you were just like a cra- that crazy party kid and shit. Yeah. Um, but are, are we allowed to curse this? Yeah, right. yeah. Okay, yeah. okay, we can be free. Okay. Whatever you want to um, do, man. Okay, word. So, um, yeah, it's 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 going it's going back a while now. But uh, you know, I think wh- when did we actually start becoming like more talkative? Like, like, like I, when I don't did know. Friendship really start. I feel like we've kind of been like back and forth for a while. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. what always attracted me to you in the least homosexual way possible is uh, <laughs> is, uh, is your drive, man. You know, like I always knew that we we connected on that level. Um, as soon as you started uh, Alva, yeah, and I started hearing about that, I was like, wow, man, this kid's really cool. Like, he started a clothing company. Mm-hmm. I always wanted to start a clothing company, and it just like you know, it's. Some things are for people and some things just aren't, you know what I mean? That just wasn't, that just wasn't my thing. Um, but I was really inspired by the fact that you had started that company and, and actually grown it into something because, you know, especially young entrepreneurs, young people our age, um, saying something and, and, and actually, you know, right. going through there are two completely separate right. things, right? Um, you started the clothing company and here we are years later and you're still pursuing that and it's you've turned into something successful and profitable which is very respectable you know because that's hard to do yeah um, so you Thank know you, I, yeah of course um, so I, I always like that and uh, you know I, I, I want to surround myself with like-minded people I but we've had conversations like that before you yeah know, I've always said that and uh, that's why I always said you know I, I even tell Alana Alana's my girlfriend by the way uh, shout out to Alana. Um, <laughs> she, uh, you know, I always tell her like, yeah, man. I, you know, even when I do end up, you know, moving away and you know, go- going, uh, we, we, you know, pursuing these new business ventures, um, I'm always going to keep in contact with Jason because you know, you gotta, you gotta keep people like that close, man. Like we're very, very like-minded in terms Likewise, of like, our business First, sense. Appreciate of that. Of course, of course. Um, but yeah, man, that's that's essentially, uh, you know, what I, you know, our our history and kind of how we started out. Yeah. yeah. So. Um, I do, yeah, I feel like me and you just kind of like bounce back and forth throughout college. I'm not exactly sure what like really brought us together freshman year. Honestly, like before senior year, everything's kind of a blur to me. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> um, I can imagine that. <laughs> but, but yeah, I just feel like me, me and Ryan are on that similar kind of page where we're both, we're both very driven. Um, you know, right now we're both in kind of, I, w- I would say not too similar situations with our lives, but we're moving forward with kind of bigger... Um, ventures, so to speak, we're moving on to different stages in our lives that are going to take us to new places and all of that. Um, I kind of want to get into speaking about like what you do now and kind of what your plans are for the next few months. Um, you know. Yeah, yeah, sure. So um, currently, I, I work as a personal trainer, um, but I, I want to preface that by saying so. Initially, when I when I graduated Rutgers, I studied kinesiology and health, and the game plan was to go into physical therapy. Mm-hmm. And the reason for that is because I've always had a passion for helping people. 
always wanted to, um, you know, uh, I, I don't want to go as far as saying like the cliche, like change the world. But if I could change one person's life, that is very, very impactful. And, and that carries a lot of weight right. for me. It makes a huge difference. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Even so, if it's just one. yeah, right. So physical therapy seemed very appealing to me for, for obvious reasons. Um, and the more I thought about it and the more I, I spoke to you know people in the field, physical therapists and exercise physiologists alike, um, I just started kind of losing the drive to want to pursue that for a number of reasons, right? So I was work, working as an exercise physiologist on Eagle Rock Avenue in West Orange. That's where I'm from, from, uh, from West Orange. Grew up, uh, been in Jersey for the last 20 years of my life. Mm -hmm. and. You know, I I had a lot of opportunities to speak to a lot of very you know successful uh, physical therapists, and even the ones at the tip top of their career, um, you know, they're 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 making good money, and the the career is very fulfilling. But the amount of uh, just resources that they invested in school, the amount of time they invested in school, and then to come out making fifty five, sixty thousand dollars a year it doesn't pay off, man. Right. I was just like, do I wanna? Do I want to give up two years of my life? Do I want to invest a hundred thousand dollars or more in student, or in you know, in, in what it would cost to get through school and then have those loans uh, to come out making that sort of salary? And you know, I was like, maybe there's something else that I could do, right? Maybe I could impact people's lives in a different way. And so I went with personal training, being that you know my background was in kinesiology and health, and I spent probably, I don't know, a couple months doing the typical brick and mortar work, you know what I mean? Working up, trying to build clientele bases and those relationships. Um, but then you have to go through the painful uh, discussion every month, like, hey, you know, are you re-signing up? Or, you yeah, know, yeah, it's, yeah. it's always kind of like, you never really know if you're gonna be making the same money as you did last month. It's all about um, membership retention. Right, exactly. So the, the career was just a little bit too volatile for me. And also I was getting, you know, a huge percentage of my, um, you know, my, my my salary, I guess, was being taken away by the company that I was working for. Right. Um, so I decided, listen, man, if I'm going to be working in a career that I could have done straight out of high school, and no disrespect to personal trainers, yeah. obviously I am one, um, but you know, I didn't need a college degree to do that. So I was like, how can I monetize this career? And so I started a small business, and you know, currently I operate Finder Balance Fitness. Um, Shout out to Fire Bounce. The plug. The plug. <laughs> so, um, started that, and essentially now I just do online personal training or online exercise and nutrition coaching, whatever you want to call it. Um, and what I realized is I'm able to scale that at such a greater magnitude than I would right. um, doing the in person. Um, so, you know, I could spend 10 hours a day. Uh, training people on the floor, and I, let's say like each each session is an hour. I work with ten clients, right? Realistically, I'm not going to be able to keep up with that every single day. Mm -hmm. So you know, you're very limited to what you can achieve um, being in person. So I said, hey, you know, there's way more scalability um, online. So why don't I just transfer the business and, and start doing it like that? And you know, what I've what I've come to learn is it's very cutthroat. It's very difficult to succeed. Um, you have to invest a lot in marketing. Mm -hmm. um, that's really really important. Uh, word of mouth is huge as well. But you know, it's it's very very difficult, man. And that's why you know now I found myself in a position where I'm co-founder of a startup company. Okay. Um, and as you know, I'm going to be moving shortly over to the West Coast, and uh, I, I think that that's going to be able to provide a lot more long-term financial stability. Um, 
than you know the personal business will. And I'll still run that. I'll run both of them simultaneously for right. as long as I can. <clears throat> but the the startup venture is definitely you know the main priority right now. Cool. Yeah. Um, backtracking back to the the online virtual coaching, and you've made that into something that's feasible, but. Mm -hmm. Uh, would you say like the amount of hours and sacrifice you put in is it something that you're gonna be able to do long term? Is that something you see yourself doing? Like how? You yeah. Know, what's your end goal with it? Yeah, know? yeah. So, if you would have asked me this question, if I would have been on this podcast, um, I want to say maybe a year and a half ago, then my answer would have been completely different because that's before the startup had even like you know popped up, right? right? It was still just in a, like well, I mean, it is kind of technically an idea right now, right? Yeah. I mean, we have a. You know, there's there's a little bit more to it now, but um, yeah, my answer would have been completely different. I would have said, uh, yeah, of course, like long term, like that's what I'm going for. I'm going to continue pouring money into advertising, Facebook ads, uh, Google ads. Um, so you're a ball to balls to the wall with this. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely, man. Like this was this was my my go to find your balance fitness. That was going to be like my end all. You know what I mean? Right. Well, not my end all. You know, eventually I had plans of like starting a gym and doing all that stuff mm -hmm. as well. Um, but yeah, no, I, I definitely wanted to succeed, and I think I think my ego is kind of what stood in the way. Um, as soon as this startup venture became a reality, my ego was kind of uh, what what held me back from just like letting go of the company because I'm like, yo, I built this, man. Like this was right. blood, sweat, and tears. I built this company from the ground up. Um, you know, I've transformed people's lives by by doing this. You know what I mean? There's a lot of you know, purpose and there, there's a lot of, you know, effort obviously that I put into it. It's just and, hard to um, let go of that. Yeah, it was hard to let go, exactly. And, and you know, I, I think I finally reached a point now where I'm like, you know, I, I can still do that. I can still manage it on the side. Mm -hmm. But in terms of the long-term, you know, uh, financial security for not only me, but more importantly for my family, that's why I'm doing all of this. Um, it, it's you know I, I needed to find something else you know it's it's very very competitive and my you know my my old bosses the guys that I used to work for when I was doing the in-person training they told me you know they they they, they were always very honest with me um, they said listen man like you're a new trainer out in the space you know you you haven't really done much to really kind of earn your stripes yet mm -hmm. um, it's gonna be hard it's gonna be very very hard yeah. um, and there's a lot of people doing the same exact stuff that you're doing you know, and unless you're offering some secret recipe or some secret sauce that other people don't know about, they're like, why are they going to choose you over, you know, this Instagram celebrity who's offering the same exact services for a third of the price, right? right? And they just have um, a bigger reach, right? They have the bigger reach, and you know, obviously they have they have enough um, money, they have enough capital to <laughs> afford to buy a team. Right. You know, I'm a one man operation, right, so right, right. you know, people ask me, you know, I get this all the time where people are like, dude, like. It's so expensive. Well, I, I, you know, I don't think it's expensive, and you know, I'm not going to go blurting the prices and everything. But I think, um, you know, people, people are so, people are so funny in that in that regard because they'll spend, you know, hundreds of dollars on, you know, um, clothes or on, you know, um, food or really like like anything. Right? Everyone has their monthly expenses that they pay. But they're not willing to invest in their health, and this isn't everybody. But I, I just, actually saw a great quote on that the other day yeah. that made me like open up my eyes. It was, um, "If you think wellness is expensive, you should see illness." That's <laughs> right? so good, man. That's so true. Because you don't I mean, really know how good you have it until like something's like terribly wrong. With yeah, you. man. You that's, pay all this money to correct it. That's that's so true because you know when, when you're. 
I mean, God forbid, right? Because this now now we're getting into some more some more serious stuff here. Um, but people are willing to pay thousands on medical expenses when you know. I'm not saying that health and wellness and you know reforming your diet and you know doing exercise could have avoided this hereditary disease that's in your family, right? right? But for the most part, if you're a healthy human being, right? Yeah. Uh, why wouldn't you want to do anything that could increase right. your odds? Right? I think this, the normal person doesn't see kind of like the prehab. Yeah. Of uh, you know, just exercising and being healthy in general, they kind of just see like the end result, like oh, this guy has muscles. What do I need that for? You know what I mean? They don't understand kind of like the, the physiological benefits it has, and you know, yeah. putting yourself in uh, like a, a better habit and a better space daily, where you can prevent you know these terrible things from happening. God forbid. Right. Yeah. Um, it's not just about the aesthetics. There's there's so much more going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I've been learning about that kind of just for like the past couple of years because I, I used to be like. When we started in college, I feel like everyone just starts kind of working out for vanity. Like, I, I need to get muscles. There's so many girls around, you know? Yeah. But then you start realizing there's so much more to it, right? You know, there's like sports and conditioning. You want to be a better athlete. Yeah. Uh, you want to be able to move better. Like, you know, there's exercises that correct your posture. If you're sitting at a desk all day. There's so many great things you could be doing. And, um, you know, I, I guess it's up to us to educate the normal person about that. But I think it's very, very overlooked in the space of exercising in general. Yeah, man, and, and to piggyback off of that, you know, I, I want to be able to play with my grandkids when I'm older, yeah. you know. I, I, I don't dunk on my grandkids. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Grandpa's gonna show you with a quick Euro step. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, like, I, I don't want to be that guy, I don't want to be that grandpa who's, you know, immobile and like sitting in the and sitting in his rocking chair with his cane you know what i mean uh -huh. glass of cigar in my mouth like, i don't want to be that guy i want to i want to be able to be up and active right. and, and keeping up with the young kids i want to be that guy in the gym who's everyone's like yo i can tell that guy's been working for a long <laughs> his entire like, life you, you've probably seen like the 60 70 year old yeah, right, right. we're like in crazy shape and you're just like damn i wonder what that dude looked like when he was 30. Dude, there's this uh, there's a 60 year old in jujitsu. He's like a purple belt. He kicks my ass every day. I'm like, how is this guy kicking my ass? He's like three times my age. It yeah, make any sense? It's, cr it's crazy. Yeah. I mean, that's that's what the discipline would get you, man. That mm -hmm. long term discipline. Um, that's something I talk about all the time. Uh, I think that's an, actually an important concept that we should probably cover in this too. Is that uh, discipline will always, always, always um, beat out motivation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anytime, yeah. I mean, like anyone could start like a new fitness regimen and start like a new diet, right? And you'll have that motivation, you'll have that whatever carrying you up until like week three, week four, but then that runs out. Yeah. And then all you're really left with is kind of like your grit and um, the discipline to drive you to like carry on and uh, move forward with that goal. And I, I think that's kind of what separates a lot of people that could be great um, in doing whatever endeavor they're doing. They just lack the discipline to get from, you know, I already went 80 miles, I need to go another fucking 500. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So. Yeah, exactly, man. I, I, you know, motivation is finite. Motivation runs out. You know, if, if you can wake up every morning and watch like a motivational YouTube video and that's kind of what gets you going through your workout, um, but then after the workout, you're just like, oh, I'm tired now. You know what yeah. I mean? It's like, what are you going to go in your car and watch another motivational video? You know what I mean? Like some of that has to be... You know, it has to be in you. It has to, you're right. It has to come from within. Um, you, you need to have that discipline that says, uh, you know, even if I don't want to get up and go to the gym today, or even if I don't want to stay, you know, true to my diet today, um, you have to. You know what I mean? It's, it's not. It's not a question of whether or not you are going to do it. It's. It's telling yourself. You're telling yourself that you will, no matter what. Right. And you know that there's a big difference between that because. 
you know, on, on those days that you don't want to go to the gym or that you don't want to eat clean, those are going to make those over a period of time as they add up. That's what makes the biggest difference in your mm -hmm. success and direction that you're and discipline. Moving. Right, exactly. Yeah, doing the same thing day in and day out um, and being able to do it for a prolonged period of time, right? right. And you can't do that without discipline. So yeah. that's why you're right. Yeah, consistency as well. It, they go hand in hand. Right. They have to, you have to, you, you have to have both. Yeah. If you really want to reach that next level of success, you have to have both. I think too, um, I was reading up on, I forget who it was, but this person quoted saying like, um, you know, a lot of people say, say that like the most confident people in the world, it, it comes from working and just having experience, right? And I feel like that's such a, that's such a kind of like wanted thing with kids our age, like having the confidence to go out to do things that they want to do. But it all starts with like kind of taking that first step and being disciplined, right? Yeah. So uh, this is my second episode of a podcast. I literally have no idea what I'm doing, but I'm, I'm out here. You're doing, doing a great it. job. <laughs> <laughs> all it all it took honestly was just like watching like you know some of my favorite podcasts and how some of the the interviews interact with the interviewee, and here I am doing it. It might it might not be like a professional commercial quality. This is only my second freaking podcast, um, but I, I'm going out here and I'm getting the experience. And I'm going to be more confident because of that. And I, I feel like that's such a, it's kind of just like a, a simple like philosophy to have, just like putting in the work, but I feel like it, that's another thing that's very overlooked. And like people are just like, oh, where does this guy get this confidence from? He's just going out and like making things happen. And I, I feel like it kind of almost diminishes those people in saying like they'll never, never be able to get things done. Um, you know, and some people are just maybe like born like this or. Right. But, uh, but I don't think that's true, honestly. Like I feel like there's just like certain experiences and just putting in the work and whatever you want to be good at, that's that's going to build your confidence and that's going to get you from point yeah. A to point B. I, I couldn't agree with you more. Because, listen, I, I was not born this, like, super ambitious, super confident That's person. the next thing I wanted to ask you. So, like, how did you initially, yeah. um, you know, get into fitness? How did you become the Ryan Smith you are now? Yeah, yeah. Um, so, it, it all started out at Diamond Gym, actually. Um, this is, uh, for anyone who doesn't know where Diamond Gym is, it's like, this gym right on the borderline of, um, I think it's Maplewood and Irvington. And it's just like a really, really hardcore gym. You know, uh -huh. you got a lot of really badass, big fucking dudes that go there. And as a <laughs> Caucasian, extremely pale European um, <laughs> in this gym, uh, yeah, I was fucking scared shitless, man. It was it was very, very intimidating. I was probably 13 years old. Yeah. Um, and you know, my dad got me a personal trainer for my birthday. I had like three months with this guy named Greg. Shout out, Greg! Fucking awesome <laughs> guy, man. He's still he's still there now. Uh, you know, NDO Champ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so I actually uh, NDO Champ. He you know he's filming videos all the time. Mm -hmm. He's partnered with BPI now. And um, I saw Greg just standing in the background in one of his videos yeah. with his hoodie oh, yeah, on. He's, like, this. he's just standing there like. Like, he's just like, what the fuck has this place become, man? Like, people are, like, bringing cameras in. Like, he's so old school, man. Uh, shout he out was, to Greg, man. Shout out to Greg, man. <laughs> he's, he's an awesome guy. Like, you would, you'd be lucky if you got three words out of the guy. But, yeah. oh, my God, in terms of, like, fitness wisdom, mm -hmm. the dude was on another level. Um, I, to this day, probably saw some of the most dramatic gains I've ever had in my life working with that guy. He would push me. I think I was pushing like eight plates each side on leg press at like 13 years old because of this dude. I mean, I was like almost dying. Like at the end <laughs> yeah. of each workout, man, like I'm telling you, it was to the point where like blood vessels in my face popped. Like I had like red blotches on my oh face because I was pushing so hard. Wasn't breathing properly probably. As I, you know, that was, that was a separate issue. Um, but the guy was just an animal. But yeah, so that's, that's really where it all started out. And, uh, you know, ever since then, 
Um, I remember I, I used to get called, like, people would make fun of my man boobs and stuff. I was that kid who was, like, terrified to take his shirt off in the locker room. Um, I had a lot of, you know, weight issues and just self-esteem issues growing up. Right. A lot of, you know, insecurities that still carry with me today, but not nearly as severe. And nobody would ever notice, right? Like, yeah. I doubt you ever thought that. Like, no. looking at me, you were probably like, oh, like, this kid probably doesn't have, like, anything to worry about. But I, dude, I'm super, super uh, self-conscious about myself. And, you know, even, like, when I post pictures on Instagram, I'm like, yo, I look like shit in this photo. And somebody's like, dude, like, chill. Like, it's fine. Dude, you know like, what I mean? You look like, like a model. But, like, 98% <laughs> of your photos. Thanks, right? I appreciate it. But it's like, you know, you can't, you can't change what's wired up here. Mm -hmm. I mean, you can, but it takes a long time, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm still working through, um, you know, rewiring some of the, I guess, uh, social experiences that I experienced as a, you know, as a younger kid. Um, so, so yeah, it was a, a lot of that is what really drove me. So it was a combination of social factors. So not wanting to be that kid with man boobs in the gym locker room. Uh, I was sick and tired of wearing white t-shirts every time I went in the pool. Like I was that kid as well. Yeah. Wouldn't want to take my shirt off. Um, and it was embarrassing. You know, I just, I just didn't like it. So, um, it was a combination of my dad and the social insecurities that really kind of kicked me into shape. And then I dabbled with Muay Thai and some Jiu Jitsu. Right. Um, I think we've spoken about that before uh, for a little while, but that became like, you know, super expensive. And then that was at the time when I was really getting into bodybuilding. And I noticed it was very, very difficult to, to do both at the same time because there's such drastically different types of physical activities. And I always say you have, you have to train for whatever ath, uh, athletic sport or, or event that you want to participate uh -huh. in. So if you want to be a bodybuilder and you want to get on stage, um, then you have to train a certain way. You have you got to train like for a sure. bodybuilder. If you want to sure. be, you know, a jujitsu athlete or or an MMA fighter, you got to train that way. Right. You know, um, and so I, I just found that it was very hard to balance both, and it was it's also counterintuitive to a point. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. Um, and it was very expensive as well. Yeah. I, I was paying like three hundred bucks a month for it's like so fighting much. and stuff. So I was just like, eh, I don't really know if I want to do this. I wasn't making that much money at that point, so I was like, eh, you know, I, I could do without this for a little while. Um, and then I just got so hooked on the whole bodybuilding aspect and watching my body go through all of these changes mm -hmm. um, that I did a show. And so October 2017, I did a, a men's physique show and I got my ass kicked. Uh, <laughs> it was pretty bad. Um, but I competed as a natural athlete in the NPC division. So, you know, I kind of expected that I was going to get, you know, uh, I, I was in for a rude awakening. Um, and that's exactly what happened. The guy who took first place in my show ended uh -huh. up going pro two weeks later. So I was like, wow, okay, this is, these are the types of guys that I'm going up against. You know, they're dedicating their lives to yeah. the sport. Um, whereas I'm just trying to, I'm just testing the waters. I'm just trying out new territory, you know? So, um, and yeah, and then, and then after that competition, that's, that's around the time when I was really getting, uh, really heavily devoted into personal training. So it kind of created this cycle. Right. Um, where I was just like, okay, every morning I get up, I train my clients, I go to the gym. And you know, once you get into that routine, it's just kind of like- It kind of just takes over who you yeah, are. Yeah, you don't really want to break it. Yeah, I'm really enjoying the, I, I like seeing the physical gains that I'm making. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I noticed how much I was growing mentally as well. And I think that's really, really important. It's because, you know, everyone sees the physical, the, the exterior, right? Mm -hmm. from, from what you obtain by lifting weights and, 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 you know, practicing really, really good strict nutrition, right? But, the mental advantages that I that I started experiencing, just like 
you know, I'm not a scientist, but like I felt like the improved cognitive function, you know what I yeah, mean? Like when sure. I would get up and I would just start exercising, like I just felt more alert, I felt awake, I felt just just alive, you know what I mean? There's it's, actually several studies that show like the correlation between like physical activity and like having better cognitive yeah, function. Yep, yep, yep. I've actually, I, I read <laughs> some of those. I don't know if you're, are you a fan of BioLane by any chance? Lane Norton? Lane Norton, yeah, yep, yeah. yep. Bio, oh my god, dude, I'm so used to calling everybody by their Instagram handles, BioLane. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Lane Norton. great. There's a bunch of uh, yeah. good, actual, like, reputable guys I found on Instagram. Uh, but I, I like synthesizing all their information and putting them in yeah. blog posts at allofitness.com, which you guys can all easily access because I'm going to drop the link in the YouTube channel. But anyways, <laughs> subtle. <laughs> Very subtle. But yeah, man, I, I respect that so much. And I feel like that's kind of like we're, we're on the same wavelength. Uh, I'll get into my story a little bit too. So... Um, I started out in middle school running track and I was already like naturally like super skinny like I was a small brown kid so I like you know what business do I have getting any skinnier but I did anyway um, I, was a, I was a long distance runner in high school so I was just like that skinny skinny brown kid and I had like a lot of um, self-esteem issues and like mental issues growing up too like I, I don't know what it was but like even in even in my younger days in like kindergarten and elementary school um, I would just be like so terrified to like go to school and have human interaction to the point where like I would like make up like fake illnesses and sicknesses where I would sick, sickness. Is that a word? Yeah, that is a word. Yeah, sickness. Yeah, there you go. Uh, that I would, I would, I would tell my mom like I would have like this really bad stomach ache, so I would like purposely stay home so I didn't have to go to school. Like it, it was that bad. Wow. And um, I, I don't know like what caused me to have that or um, you know what triggered that, but I, I was like that for a few years and it, it slowly got better because like. You know, I realized I had to put myself out there and like interact with other human beings and be, you know, yeah, a regular yeah. person in society. But um, I noticed it started getting better when I started like playing sports. Like I, I ran track basically my whole life and I did wrestling here and there. And then um, I, I kind of just realized, I think there was a point in senior year of high school where it was like, all right, I'm going to try to pursue this in college or not. And I decided not to because honestly I wasn't, you know, like the best, um, you know, track athlete. And like I, I didn't see it as like something feasible for me because I just wasn't really enjoying it at that point. Right. And um, I, I just realized, like, you know, I was this skinny kid. I was going to go into Rutgers um, that following summer. And um, I didn't want to be the same person I was in high school and in my past moving into school. So I was like, I need to change. Like, I don't like how people are treating me. Um, I, I had a big issue with bullying throughout high school. Like, there's a bunch of kids that would just pick on me every single day. And, and it got to a point where, um, you know, these kids, they actually ended up murdering someone on my street. Um, I'm, I'm not going to get into that, but that was kind of like the turning point for me where I was like, holy shit, like, you know, that could have been me, you know? Um, so I was like, okay. Um, so I, I was friends with, uh, I was best friends with my friend James and Mike back then. You guys probably know them from like my social media and stuff. But oh, yeah. They're the boys. The boys. <laughs> they were the ones who originally got me into the gym. So I would go like religiously um, that summer and I put on like 10 or 15 pounds of muscle. And I went to Rutgers, and I, I was a little bit different, but I just started to notice, like, you know, getting bigger um, in a sense of, you know, growing a little bit of muscle and not being as skinny. But like, like you were saying, too, like, I saw that my mental was improving so much. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, I wasn't afraid to be who I was. Yeah. And I, I was kind of developing into the person I am now. And then I picked up jujitsu as well. Uh, my brother was doing it at the time, and he brought me to my first class. And I was like, you know what, I, I don't want to ever feel like I'm in that position where I, I can't I can't help myself if I'm in like a bad situation where there's like kids. You know, like helpless. Just exactly. Like, yeah. And especially for like my loved ones too. Like if, if anything, God forbid, anything goes wrong, like 
let's say like we're out one day, like I want to be able to like protect myself and protect the people around me, or at least like prevent something terrible from happening. Yeah. Yeah. So that and and the combination of lifting is what really like just draw it just kind of drove me into kind of the person I am now. And like I feel like I improved so much more mentally. I'm doing things now that you know I, I wouldn't. If you told me that I'd be like filming a podcast or like I did um. My brother did a presentation a couple months ago at Rutgers in front of the entire business school. And then I, I went up front and I spoke a little bit as well. And if you told Oh, me, wow. I didn't know that. It was only for like a few minutes. It wasn't anything huge. Yeah. Um, but, uh, That's still pretty cool, though. Yeah, it was, it was awesome. It was a cool experience. But if you told me, like, yeah. I was doing this stuff now and, like, you know, being who I am on social media and, like, filming videos all the time, um, I, I wouldn't believe you in, like, middle school and high school. I'd be like, no, there's no fucking way I'm going to be doing that. Like, I was, like, a shy, almost introverted. I was still a little bit crazy, like, you know, when I partied and stuff. But, like, yeah. I, I wasn't the same person I am now. And I attribute that so much to, you know, working out in um, jiu-jitsu and martial arts. And that's why I push it so much on people just getting out there. Because I think not only does it make you, you know, better physically and healthier physically, but it improves you and puts you in such a better place. And that's just, like, a great foundation and starting point for anyone. So. Yeah, no, and I, I really agree with that. I think um, I just want to go back to what you were saying about the whole sports thing, like mm -hmm. how that helped you come out socially. Um, because there's also been studies that have been uh, done on how being involved in sports and the importance of involving your kids in sports at a young age so improves social skills so much. And I just find that interesting that you know you're you're probably like a an actual like that's like a clinical application, right? You immerse yourself in sports, and all of a sudden these social skills just start flourishing. Yeah, you know? you're forced because you're yeah. you're around other people that are doing the same things that you're doing. And I think one aspect that's very overlooked about athletes is that I feel like all successful athletes go on, not all, but if you're smart and if you're an athlete, you'll go on to do something successful career-wise as well. Mm. And I think that comes from being um, a good athlete is coachable. So, um, and also, like, uh, you can relate this to entrepreneurship as well. A good entrepreneur is coachable as well in a sense where they have mentors, they have the right people telling them the things to do. They'll take this, they'll synthesize the information, and they'll make something happen. The same thing applies for an athlete. I have some of the best coaches in the world, and they teach me some of the best techniques in the world. <sighs> yeah, so my camera cut off after this exact moment. Um, I apologize. I'm still, you know, getting used to filming and working this camera properly. Uh, but basically, we talked about um, some, some more about athletics and how that has like a positive effect on the mental. And then we started talking about Instagram and the whole... Uh, being able to view the likes and not viewing the likes thing that took place in Canada and how it's possibly going to transition to the U.S. and kind of how that's going to affect how we all consume content and how that affects, uh, you know, people in the whole influencer realm and how that affects their business and their engagement and stuff. Uh, I guess we'll talk about that at some other point in time, but I apologize. And, um, yeah, I'm just going to cut to the next clip I have, which is kind of us wrapping up things. Sorry. All right, so we're rolling again. What was the last thing we talked about? Fuck. Um, the likes. Yeah, we were just talking about the likes, yeah. So, um, yeah, Instagram, very excited to see kind of like the changes and how that interacts with everything. But I, I don't know when they're uh, specifically rolling that out, so I guess maybe the next couple of months. Yeah, I think uh, I think it's been implemented uh, somewhere across Canada. Seas. Oh, is it Canada? Canada. Oh, okay. Was it, um, is it in Europe as well? Have you heard anything about I that? I just know about Canada. Okay, all right, interesting. Yeah, so we'll, I guess we'll see, you know. Uh, very curious to see how that affects things, especially because that's very relevant to the, the field that I'm going into with this, you know, this new startup. Um, mm -hmm. 
it, it directly deals with social media. So if they were to take out the likes, um, I don't know how the advertisers, the agencies, the influencers themselves are going to respond to that. Um, how big of an impact it's actually going to have on uh, you know the flow of business, and then in turn affect us. So right. Yeah, I don't know if I should be nervous. Probably not. I, I don't think it's going to be that big of a deal, but. Um, Definitely curious to see what, uh, no. what ends up happening. It's definitely not a deal breaker for you. I don't think so either. No, I don't think so. Um, yeah, I think they'll figure out the whole business side of that. Um, but but yeah, I think that is uh, all the time we have for today. Appreciate awesome. you coming out here, man. Yeah, thank you so much for having me, man. Of course. Awesome. Any last statements you want to give to uh, Saran Rep viewers? Saran <laughs> <laughs> Rep viewers, I love that. Um, no, man, if, I mean, if you're, uh, if you're looking for a personal trainer, if you're looking for any uh, online expertise or anything like that, uh, check me out, www.findyourbalancefitness.com. You can also find yeah. me on Instagram, at Ryan Smith Fitness. I'll drop that in the, <laughs> the links as well. Don't ask me how I got that handle. I have no freaking idea. <laughs> I typed in Ryan Smith Fitness. I'm like, there's no way this is going to work. And then it's like, congrats, you got it. I was like, what? <laughs> Ryan Smith Fitness. I'm like, this is the most generic name ever. Like, holy shit, I can't believe I got that. But... Yeah, man. Thank you so much for having of me. Of course, I appreciate man. You, man. Very excited to see where you go in the next couple of years. Absolutely. Um, yeah, we'll be in touch, obviously. Of Maybe course. I'll come visit you. Of course. Come visit me in Cali, man. I'll, I'll, I'll be in Seattle for eight to ten months, and then out to Cali. That. Well, yeah, cool. Right out to Cali. After Maybe that, we'll so. catch up in a couple of months to see where we're both at. But hell yeah, I'd love to come. Yo, bring me back, man. I will. Bring, I will. bring me back once everything's taken off and yeah, stuff. Yeah, that would yeah. be awesome. We're I'd love to see. Different spaces. Yeah, the before and after. That would be so cool, man. Actual professional studio, like super. Yeah. <laughs> successful guys at this point that'd be dope all right man thank you so much absolutely thank you Jared. Right out angle you <laughs> <laughs>